Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Happiness Is podcast with me, your host, Bruce Aitchison from Happiness Egg Shaped. And today, the thing in my head is that song from the 90s. I think it was EMF, International Bright Young Thing. Have we got an international and somebody who is shining very, very bright? Everybody's talking. Teammates, pundits, commentators, anybody that knows anything about this game knows that the future is very, very bright. And... She's just a magnificent human, so let's not waste any more time and bring in Scotland International, the one and the only Emma Orr. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Now, you're talking to us from university because although a rugby player, you're also studying. What is it you're studying? Where are you and what are you up to just now? Yeah, so I apologise for the ugly kind of background at the moment. I, uh, I'm at uni now. Uh, I'm studying agriculture, so I'm in uh, second year. Um, so uh, at Edinburgh campus. Um, so that's where I am right now. <laughs> you must be on all the posters, are you not? Is it not come here, MOR goes here? <laughs> No, absolutely not. I'm a nobody here. <laughs> I'm a nobody here. Uh, and farming life is still the life for you. You're you're on the farm. You're having a graft. There's no going home and put your feet up. No, I uh, go home to to get um, probably more work. To be honest, um, I think Dad quite likes it when I'm home because it means he's got an extra pair of hands. <laughs> you obviously love it though. Yeah, no, I do. I absolutely love it. I wouldn't wouldn't change like my upbringing or anything like that for the world, to be honest. And lots of people talk about farmer strength, so you can go in the gym and you can lift weights and you can do all that stuff. But there is this 
there's this special quality that farmers have that they just seem to be able to move mountains and carry things and throw things. You've you've completely got that, haven't you? I don't know if I do, to be honest. I do think it is a thing, farmer strength. Um, but no, I'm maybe not the best example of it. You you must be a member of the Young Farmers. That's yeah. that's that's one of the craziest institutions going. Yeah, you you put it well there. To be honest, it's a bit a bit mental, but I absolutely love it. And you take part in all the sporting stuff when they put on. I remember many moons ago umpiring a young farmers hockey game, and you oh, you'll not even know what this surface is, but it was on ash, long oh, before gosh. astroturf. It was on ash, and it was just daft farmers running around with a stick hitting each other it was they didn't need an umpire like it, they just needed a cage and and it was but they they loved it they were so enthusiastic that's what it's like isn't it when you get off the farm and you get a chance to play it's just becoming a kid again oh pretty much it's a you've summed up quite well there's a, a dangerous game when far, farmers have got hockey sticks and and uh, they don't don't abide by many rules to be honest no they didn't umpiring it was one of the toughest things i've ever had to do um so young farmer from bigger and then i would imagine small town means you play everything you just get involved in everything yeah pretty much i uh don't know many sports that I've not uh, tried my hand at. To be honest, there's some some uh, bizarre ones in there as well. Come on, then. What are the bizarre ones? Oh, um, have you heard of tug of war? Well, you yeah, have, of course I have. Everybody um, loves a bit of tug of war. <laughs> so the tug of war is massive in young farmers, um, and like they do a kind of um, national uh, competition for it. Um, so I've done that. Absolutely loved that. It's a bizarre one and um, what else are you allowed to wear studs or are you just in the big boots no yeah so you wear like ski boots um that have got like obviously quite a sharp edge on them so you can like dig your feet into the ground as as best you can to hold on for dear life basically where about on the rope do you go are you at the front or the back are you somewhere in the middle i was i was right at the front because well i don't have a scary face i don't think but i was the one like meant to intimidate the 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 other person at the front of the rope. <laughs> I would love to have seen that. That's that's video footage we need to get for, the, for Six Nations or the Women's 15 or so. We need to get some pictures of you doing tug of war. Absolutely not. No, I have destroyed all of them. Don't you worry. <laughs> and then being in small town, bigger. So Donna Kennedy, who's been on the pod before and I know is a, a legend and you're her, you're her blue eyed girl. She spoke about you and she was on the pod. She was young farmer. She found lots of different sport and it was kind of, it was through young farmer. She got involved in rugby. How aware were you of rugby when you first started playing? Not like not massively. Like my family is so rugby orientated, and um, we literally live at or lived at bigger rugby club when we were younger. Um, but when I started, I kind of played played with the boys team, uh, and and then stopped. Sort of when it got more um, like when the boys team were getting a bit bigger than I was, um, and then went back when there was a girls a girls section. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely love it. And was that when you played it and then couldn't play it, did you want to go back to it or were you quite happy with the other sports that you were playing at the time? I, to be honest, I just like absolutely loved being outside and, and doing any sport, to be honest. But 
I think um, going back to back to rugby when there was a girls section, like I absolutely loved it. And then it was like tunnel vision from there, kind of see like see how far I could go. Um, and yet, like the rest of the sports, kind of didn't didn't kind of live up to my the fun I had at rugby, basically. See, now I love that because lots of the women rugby players that have been on this have said they didn't have that tunnel vision. They couldn't see how far it could go, didn't know it was a thing. You were aware that playing for Scotland and being a rugby player was a thing. Yeah, I think kind of when I was playing sort of like my under-15s level, you had like um, Rona and Tomo and, and Nelly and, and Waz and, and girls like that were were playing and like absolutely killing it. And I think that was like a, a kind of turning point in the game where it was becoming more more like advertised and, and um like just growing a lot more and I think that's so cool that um that was there for me at the time if that makes sense for the, me to look up to them and see that that was possible. So how were you looking up to them because none of them are bigger players so was this social media or was this seeing things on TV where were you able to see that happening? I think actually it was all like BBC Alba um, that was kind of where where the games were streamed um, at that point. So through that, basically, um, and yeah, my family's obviously very into rugby. So uh, wouldn't matter who's playing. To be honest, we, there's always a rugby game on in our house. To be honest. So who did you look at then? You mentioned heaps of names there. Rona was the first one you went to. Rona Tomo was uh, Nelly. All all those. Who were you looking at thinking she's awesome? Like who who is the hero if you if they'd been posters who would have been the poster on your wall um that's a tough one i don't think i can pick oh come on pick your favorite <laughs> um i think i looked up to nelly probably the most just because kind of similar sort of position i played 10 at the time and i uh, thought nelly is just like brilliant rugby player person um so yeah Probably her if I had to choose. <laughs> so you're under 15 bigger watching these games on BBC Alba. How did you make those steps towards becoming the international you are now? What was the pathway for Emma um, I was quite lucky at bigger. Um, they've got a, a really great um, like grassroots kind of youth rugby set up there. So all throughout high school, I did... Um, like a rugby academy at Bigger. Um, Nick Humphreys, I owe a lot to him. He kind of got me like into the academy and I absolutely loved it there. And then from there did um, some under 18 sevens, under 18 Scotland sevens with Graham Blackhall, um, which I absolutely loved that. And then from there went into the national sevens squad, um, Ronan the Wales, um, absolutely loved that, honestly. What a, what a time. Um, and then kind of from there, got into the national squad. And then that's kind of where I'm at now. So it's been an absolute whirlwind, to be honest. And it, it, it's went rapid, but I would not change my journey for the world at all. And it, it's crazy because you are so young and even those players you mentioned are not are not old but they feel like they've been around for a long time Emma Wassell's been involved in the Scotland squad for 10 years now Tomo's not quite there but they've been around for a while what was it like going into that sevens camp as you know the young new kid from bigger and getting that chance to go and train and and perform with those people that you'd looked up to 
Um, it was intimidating, don't get me wrong. I was like a wee farmer, farmer girl from bigger kind of going into the into the city. Um, but like the girls were so welcoming and literally um, like took me in open arms. So I absolutely loved it. Um, don't get me wrong, I was so nervous. Um, but then like when you kind of get onto the pitch and you realise like it's just rugby at the end of the day, like everyone's here for the same thing. Um, and to have fun basically so then can all those nerves go away just because you're like well we're, we're all here for the same reason and we we want to play for our country and stuff so um yeah that quickly faded obviously the nerves and stuff like that was there a moment where you thought wow i'm i'm with scotland here oh absolutely i remember um some of the girls were away training with gb at the time um but i remember like playing with um like Sonelli and, and Jenny Maxwell and things like that and I was like oh my gosh I'm actually like playing alongside these girls like what on earth it was it was crazy I still feel like that um but yeah then I was like oh my god like little girl never been outside of bigger before and then to be like playing rugby alongside them was just incredible. So there's that saying about it's the village that brings up the kid you then go back to bigger what's that like and i would imagine you just become emma again that come on we're we're going to do this the farm the work the whatever else. but they must be so proud of you at bigger and, and in and around the town and at the school they must be so proud yeah no definitely i absolutely love love going back to bigger and back down to the rugby club and um seeing everyone like the rugby club has this motto it's quite cheesy but i think it's very fitting it's one club one family um and it just feels like that when you go back there like regardless of how long you've been away or or if you've been doing other things and you come back and and everyone kind of is just like happy to see you there again it is brilliant and you're now emma or the international rugby player people are asking for your autograph and for photographs and you know can i get your socks and all this kind of stuff <laughs> how does that feel are you pinching yourself at those moments Oh, a hundred percent. Like a good memory is the um the last game of the Six Nations just there against Ireland. And like as you walk from the Dam Health back to the changing rooms, there's the tunnel and there's just kids and families everywhere and there's people like wanting you to sign their foreheads and things like that. And it's like, what is going on? Like <laughs> it's just it's crazy, like wanting your boots, like you say, and socks and, and things like that. Um but it's just incredible to see like how how much the women's game's growing and and the support that we get now is just it blows my mind every time. Like honestly, it's absolutely love it. Right, honesty call. Do you practice your signature? Oh, obviously. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Everybody would, and if they say no, they're lying. So you're. <laughs> You're playing on the Dam Health. I'm one of the ones that stands there at the tunnel. Uh, my daughter, Katie, wouldn't leave. And Chloe took about four hours after the, <laughs> what game was it? The Wales game. And we had to wait because Katie needed to see everybody and Chloe was last there. That support, it's not filling the Dam Health yet, but that's definitely an ambition. Mm -hmm. I, I spoke to Emma Wassell recently. She was saying cheesy but it feels like the 16th player how important is it to have those people on the touchline supporting you like absolutely massive Waz is right there with like 
when you're when you're playing and you hear like the crowd calling like Scotland and and you're at like you the pressure's on maybe or something like that like it, it honestly lifts you so much and a lot of the time if there's a stop in play and you, like most of the time we'll come in as a group and we'll like just listen to the crowd and like listen to who's who's all there around us and who's shouting to support us and remember like why we're here and who we're doing it for um, and and it like it's crazy the the support and and what that can do to to your performance as a team um so yeah no it's it's like i can't put into words how much it means to us to be honest and it's so different when you go away with the sevens because there's that little band of family that go away and not everybody's family can be there all the time so you kind of get adopted by the the hardcore group that go what's it like going away with sevens smaller group maybe smaller crowd you know that you know game after game having to peak at the right time it's a completely different experience from just getting ready for a 15s game yeah no it is it's um it's completely di- like it's a completely different game um i remember when we were away doing at rugby europe um shona campbell's family are, are like like such great supporters and they were all there in these sort of tartan bucket hats and it is it's crazy like how they just take like they're your mum and dad for the weekend like it is brilliant um but no it's such good vibes like rona with her ukulele and <laughs> um like just i'd say it's maybe more chill like i'm working a chilled vibe to it um then obviously when it's time to switch on like we do um so i do lo- like love that side of of my rugby journey as well like sevens has been it's been great um, and a, a sevens highlight what's the sevens highlight i i think probably it's got to be the commonwealth games um just last summer there that was like probably my, my favorite rugby memory to this day um it was just unbelievable to be honest to to represent like scotland team scotland and and do it with the with the scotland girls is just amazing loved every minute and you were staying at the university but you had to share with some of the other sports didn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the lawn bowlers had to they, they moved in and you had to quieten down a bit at night time i know we um i think we were in with the lawn bowlers and i actually can't remember what other sport it was <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's some, I think one of my, actually in our like um, apartment bit, we had a lawn bowler next door to us and she was great chat. Like she was joining in with the band and everything. Um, it was so funny. So good. And being involved in that multi-sport, I know it wasn't quite an Olympic village. There was, you know, you were out of the university and you got, and you got bust in, but did you feel the energy of that, the Commonwealth Games or was it just a Simmons tournament? No, I think it was like the village was so cool, kinda seeing all all these different countries and, and swapping like pin badges and things like that. We had a competition, see who could get the most different pins and things like that. And uh, just chatting chatting away to people and learning about their sport and things like that was was so special. It's something you don't really get to experience in rugby that much. Um so yeah, like the multi sport event was it was brilliant. And playing in that stadium, I mean the Sunday the place was absolutely rammed. England Lionesses won the European Championship that Sunday night. The you know there was so many eyes on women's sport. Do you feel some responsibility towards that? Um, as I, I think like I feel like any women women playing sport is 
it's brilliant like and for the Lionesses to be so successful and to have like just as big a crowd to watch um, like the women's sevens as the men's sevens and things like that is it's brilliant and it's so cool to see like how kind of equal equal it, it can be um so yeah absolutely brilliant is that something that you talk about as a squad that legacy idea being role models for younger kids yeah definitely um a big part of our journey um to the commonwealth games last year was um churas brosnik i think i'm probably not pronouncing that very well um but scott forrest brought that in um so it basically means uh on a journey to inspire so basically we were on a journey to inspire kind of the next little girls to to pick up a rugby ball and play sevens or fifteens, whatever, whatever it may be, not even rugby, any sport to be honest. Um, so yeah, that was a big sort of part of our team, team like goal as well. Like regardless of how we did on the pitch, like we'd hopefully still be inspiring little girls. So um, yeah, loved that. How cool is it to think that there are kids running around pretending to be MOR? <laughs> uh, it's blows my mind to be honest. I still feel like a kid to be honest. Um but no it's it's crazy. Still can't believe it. And when you were growing up and you've spoken about watching those games on BBC Alba, when you were playing, was there a I'm I'm like Helen Nelson or I'm like Lisa Thompson or were the male players still the ones you would pretend to be? Um I think probably still like kind of looking up to the men's players probably and like can try to be one of the men's players um but I think like that's probably changed in the kind of last five ten years probably like girls are are more comparing themselves to like I want to be like Chloe and and I want to be like Waz and things like that so um which is which is so special I think that's happened over quite a short short period of time and which is so exciting the, the group are really close and, you know, the girls that you've spoken about have been through that transition from it being amateur and having to work full time and try and train full time. And then that hybrid contract. And now we've got players that are full time rugby players. Do they ever get the young ones in the corner and tell them you've no idea how lucky you are? <laughs> oh, yeah, there is quite quite a lot of times where the young team will maybe be moaning about something like ridiculous really not worth moaning about and then you get um people being like you don't know like what you see like <laughs> obviously in a, a joking way um but no it, it's great and it's such a like it just feels like we're all the same age to be honest like we're all just um like, you're all daft. And stuff like that. yeah you're all daft. basically yeah. <laughs> i mentioned donna kennedy before who you know is an absolute legend of the game and is so proud that you've come out from bigger to, you know, do what you've done. And she's really hopeful for what the future looks like for you. How much do you have to do with Donna? Is that a, is that a nice mentorship to have? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so cool. Um, no, I kind of, like, I'd always heard about her, like, didn't really, um, like, know her at all personally or anything like that until maybe 
a couple of years ago and, and she reached out to me over over Facebook Messenger, I think it was. And then literally every... It would be Facebook because like, unfortunately Donna's like me and she's old, so it would be Facebook. <laughs> yeah. The young team are all on Instagram, but Donna's still on Facebook. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think she like messaged me and saying like like a really nice message basically and, and now every kind of every game since so I usually give her a wee message or I'll see her at the game or something like that, which is a really really nice kind of relationship to have and it, it means a lot to me that she she's kind of um buying into my journey and stuff like that which is really really special to me and there's a group of former internationals that are really being proactive um about the support they give to you guys and trying to tell the story there's a play being written about the first women's world cup and there's all sorts of things going to to raise the profile how important has it been to learn about what's gone before you? Oh, m massive, I think. Um, Pre-World kind of Cup, we had the Thistles, which is um, the kind of former internationalists um, come in. And that was just such an eye-opener to see kind of the journey they've been on. Um, and now we actually, to every match, we take the first rugby ball um, that the Scotland women played with, um, which is is so special. Um, I think it's got it, like all the signatures on it, so you can pick out like Donna's and and like Lee Coburn's and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's massive to be honest, and I really like love the relationship we have with them and, and the support they give us is is absolutely brilliant. You've got that motto at bigger, and it sounds like the Scottish environment's not too dissimilar to being mm. that big family. Oh, definitely, actually. Um, I think that's comes with rugby in general, to be honest. It's such a, like, a community and, like, has that kind of family feeling and, and the national team is, like, follows that suit massively. It's just, like, so welcoming and, and like, everyone's from, like, different backgrounds and different kind of journeys and stuff like that and to come to come together and, and do it for rugby basically is is so special right you, you mentioned it and you mentioned them coming in before the world cup now you've got players there that that was their first one and they've missed out and they've been close mm -hmm. and they've tried to qualify you rock up first go yeah let's go to new zealand everybody come on let's go have some fun did were you turning to some of the old bucks and saying well how easy is this like how easy is qualification <laughs> No, absolutely not. I, I think I would be put in my place if I said that. <laughs> um, but no, they, they definitely did all the hard work and kind of going through that qualification journey and stuff. And I um, just came along there. So no hats off. There. A lot of hard work went into it before kinda, I was on the scene. Where were you when Sarah Law kicked that goal? I was watching it, actually, um, at my boyfriend's house. Um, which is actually just crazy to think, like, because I remember him saying to me, but like, oh, we're, like, are you, are you kind of, have you got FOMO? Like, you, you feel like you're missing out? And, and there I was like, oh, like, this time next year, it's going to be my goal. Like, I, I, I want to be there in that squad. And, and then I made my um, debut the following Six Nations, kind of, um, which is just, it's mental. Um, but no, I think that is, that is kind of, a turning, not a turning point, but a big, um, a big moment in my rugby journey there and watching that and, and being like, I like, I, I want to be there. Like I want to be part of this. Um, so yeah. 
the hairs of back of my neck stood up there when you said you were watching it and you said, in a year's time, I'm going to be there because that's not a privilege players have had before. The games weren't televised. You couldn't watch Sarah Law kick that goal. Mm. You know, you wouldn't have known that they were thousands of miles away playing a qualification game. So the, the game has completely changed. If you had a crystal ball and you could look into it and say in 10 years' time, what, what do you think it's going to look like? Oh my God, that's a very good question. Um, I think the way the way the, the game has grown, even in the last kind of five years, like I think it, it's it's only on on the up, um, so it can only get bigger and better. I think. Um, so yeah, it'd be really cool to see a, a British, a women's British and Irish lines as well on in the future. That would be sick. Yeah, that's interesting. That was actually on my list of things to ask about. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that one. So okay. you're you're sitting there watching it. You turn to your boyfriend saying, a year's time, that's when I'm going to be. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Six Nations debut. I mean, that's the stuff dreams are made of, really, to to play for your country. I know World, we'll get to the World Cup in a minute, but mm-hmm. the Six Nations is still... You know, it rolls around every year. You see it. You know it's there. You've been and watched. You felt it. What was that like, making your debut? Oh, I, it's actually so... It gives me goosebumps thinking back to it, to be honest. Um, just, it was incredible. Like, it actually kind of happened because of COVID. Um, so I kind of got thrown into it. Um, so... I think Hannah and a lot of the team had been wiped out with COVID at this point. So um, I was starting and I honestly, like I came into the, the training squad for the Six Nations um, and for the, the opening game, I was like the 20 kind of fifth man, sort of the reserve. Um, and I was like fully expecting to be that for the whole tournament and just kind of see what it's like and, and being in our own training and stuff. And then to be starting next week, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Um, but it was just brilliant. Like I, I turned um, turned uh, nineteen just after, so um, it was just absolutely mental. It was down in Wales. Um, Mum and Dad couldn't get down because it was lambing time, so they were had to be busy. Um, but they made it to the game the following week. So uh, yeah, it was just unbelievable. I was There's so back. many bits of that I love. There's so <laughs> many bits of that I love. Being so young, Mum and Dad are like, we've got to get the lambing done. <laughs> no. Um, but no, they made it to the following week, so that was okay. <laughs> uh, that's cool. So you must have had ten thousand messages on all social media, WhatsApp, like just wishing you well. How how are you able to stay calm? I mean, I think I would be running around peeing my pants. How <laughs> how do you how do you prepare? Um, I 
It's, it is difficult. I think a lot of the messages like kind of make kind of get me so like excited for it and ready for it because you see messages from people that you've not spoke to in a while and you're like oh they're thinking about me or they're like watching this weekend and stuff and it just means so much to like for people to take time out of their day to give, give me a message and, and just like say go well and stuff um but yeah usually off oh, with mum and dad or, or my, one of my siblings or something like that they're quite good at bringing me back to earth and kind of <laughs> telling me that it's just a rugby game at the end of the day uh so yeah be careful with all those messages because they're going to want tickets right so just <laughs> just be careful with those so you mentioned their mum and dad and siblings uh, they will bring you back down to earth it's important mm-hmm. to have that support mechanism around you you've got bigger rugby club you've got donna kennedy you've got scotch thistles you've got the experienced players but when you go back home it's right get your boots on you've got some work to do and you stop being emma or the rugby player and back to just being daughter or sister or it's, it's important to switch off does that help you become a better player do you think yeah a hundred percent I think like everything's about balance I would say and as much as I like most people are like Emma stop talking about rugby for one minute um it is it's brilliant to be be at home and have the farm and, and that kind of other side of my life where it doesn't really matter how I've performed like they're still gonna love me regardless if that makes sense um so it's it's, it's brilliant and to have them and and for them to be there in the good times and bad um so yeah there's nobody tapped you on the shoulder no strength and conditioning coach and said emma you're supposed to be resting you you go and take the weight off your feet you can't be lambing you can't have have you not had that chat yet there was um one week i i had got injured um and like our doctor physio was like right emma you need to rest for the next like two days um, but I was like going home for that week and I was like yeah I'll, I'll be resting don't worry I got home and, and I was like dad like I'm meant to be resting and he was like ah oh, it's fine like come on and uh, I was like straight outside basically helping with the, the sheep so yeah there's no injuries in the farm the nah, injuries exactly. on the farm just get on with it. If you, unless your leg's hanging off you, you still get on with it exactly. so you, there's, there might come a point in the next five years where studies are done full-time professional athlete you know who knows where that will be and, and what that will look like because we've we've no idea the like you said the growth of the game has been unbelievable so the next five years could could be even more you know insane would there be a point where you could be happy just doing rugby yeah 100 percent. i think to be honest that's probably the goal at the moment i'm just trying to get through uni and uh, bank that and then do rugby for as long as I can, I think, and then uh, then think of a backup plan after that, to be honest. Um, okay, but, so the farm's always yeah. there? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. And you mentioned the World Cup and, and the Thistles coming to speak to you, and I was, you know, I was sort of making fun about you found it easy. A World Cup is... You know, the Six Nations is a big deal. The World Cup comes around every four years. Players can be sensational for three years and then have a bad World Cup year and don't get to go. Everything kind of fell into place and you get to go to a World Cup, not just the World Cup, but World Cup in New Zealand. Uh, I, I mean, talking about dreams and some of the players who had been through unsuccessful qualifications couldn't believe their luck. You must have been 
in Dreamland when you're getting on that plane, you know, you went through all the preparations, you had the leaving dinners, you did all those things to go to New Zealand. I mean, now I'm going to shut up for hopefully a few minutes because there must be so much to talk about from that experience. Oh, honestly, it was just incredible. Like, obviously coming from a farm, you don't get to go abroad that much or on holidays and stuff. So it was like, obviously the longest time I've been away from home um, and the furthest I'd ever, like never been abroad, hardly come, like if it wasn't for rugby. So to be going to a World Cup in New Zealand, like it was just incredible to be honest. And um, like the, the kind of um, playing out in Whangarei was just unreal. I remember when we, our last game against New Zealand, we drove, like the team bus was driving into the, the stadium and like usually the bus is quite loud and chatty and things like that. And um, we get to the gates where we can see like all the crowd there to watch their home team, the Black Ferns, playing us and the bus fell silent and everyone's just like taking in kind of how many people are there and like it was just incredible. I think that'll stay with me forever to be honest, that feeling of like oh shit but also like this is so cool um so yeah that and and facing the hack as well is just brilliant like hearing hearing their crowd and, and like their national anthem and things like that and then like getting to sing our national anthem and, and picking out the little like scotland flags in the crowd and stuff and like the the travel and support from from home like there was just like incredible as well it was like one of those moments where it, there your mum and dad for for the time there and stuff it's just absolutely brilliant um another like like core memory to be honest from that trip was um there's we had a lot of birthdays like when we were away um, and obviously they're spending it like away from their families and stuff um so before we were kind of getting getting set to come home we went to a beach I, I can't remember the name of it now but it was like like beautiful sunset and like um, gorgeous sand and stuff like that and we had a kind of like birthday party and like a little campfire and stuff and we honestly sat there it could have like almost the whole night like singing songs like playing ukulele and stuff like that and just like basically reminiscing of like the the month or two that we'd been there and and just laughing and and talking about all the stories um, and just like being so grateful and knowing how lucky we are to be there in that small group and that like these times don't last forever basically um it was just like amazing that'll stay with me forever as well to be honest uh, that moment i've got no doubt it's class hearing you and sort of drifting away i could see in your eyes that you're sort of taking yourself back there <laughs> um the you guys the, the squad are quite active on social media which i think really helps and you're all quite accessible still um you know the game's not got to the crazy point where you can't reply to things or you're having to stay off social media so we were able to get a glimpse you know not many of us were able to be there but you had so many experiences that you you can't get unless you're at a world cup in a scotland squad when you were invited to the marae by the the local people to experience that culture were you pinching yourself or were you thinking this is just like being it bigger? No, that was definitely a, like these people have like kind of let us come in to see their their way of life and their culture. And that was 
brilliant to see like they did a, a haka for us and and we sang and we sang Scottish songs we sang kind of their kind of songs and it was just so cool to like we're, we're from Scotland and and like the other side of the world and they welcomed us like we're a family um so again that is just it shows you the power of rugby basically and the, and the power of just being like kind and welcoming um so yeah, that was another brilliant memory we've got and then when you're in the hotel, I know you, I think it was Rona that organised a bit of a social with, I think it was Japan and France, was that right? Yes. When you, <laughs> when you were in the hotel, there was a, a bit of a, well, just a social event. It, it, those are the things that, again, can only happen in a World Cup. You Six Nations, it's business, you know, everybody flies in, preparation, game, and then sort of dinner and away. But being able to spend time with opposition in the hotel, another unique moment. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, just it's so cool to see nations coming together when you're like enemies basically off the pitch and you're like analysing each other through the week and things like that. And then, um, and like knocking lumps out each other on the pitch. And then you, you have like a drink after the game together. It's just such a cool like quality of the game and, and of sport basically um so yeah no that was great fun um i think one of the other socials we had was like a silent disco um and it was like just like a random crowd of like different people from teams and stuff but it was it was great fun as well <laughs> so you're you're sitting on the beach campfire on I would imagine it was a bit of a loving, telling everybody how much it meant and how much how special <laughs> you are to each other. Who who's sitting either side of you at that campfire? Who's who's the buddies? Who's the ones that are closest to you in the squad? Um, I think I was roommates um, with Eliane Clark um, for kind of two weeks of the of the trip, so we were um, quite close. I think Eliane and I think probably Eva or Shona as well. Um, I think like those girls mean a lot to me um, just like being through kind of the pathway together and, and doing sevens together and things like that. So on similar journeys, basically. Yeah. So it's, it's so cool that we kind of got to do that experience together as well. And you're, you're sitting there reflecting back on the world cup. Were you able to take moments and look ahead and say, we want this again or, let's go again or let's go, let's get better in the Six Nations or was it just about those moments that you shared there? Uh, I think probably a bit of both, like nostalgia of where we'd all come from, um, being like kind of younger and then to where we were at that moment in time and, and how kind of proud of each other we, we were and then also kind of like look into the future and what, what's to come and, and how much we just want to get better and, and kick on and kind of keep getting to do these experiences together and things so it's fueled the fire you're saying yeah i would that's like that's the word i was or the phrase i was looking for um but yeah definitely just to kind of come out of the back of maybe a world cup that we wanted to do better in and then kind of going into six stations and, and getting two wins as well as like where we, we want to be heading on that on that upward kind of spiral so hopefully it continues it's been crazy from that moment of your debut to think Commonwealth Games, World Cup, you know, biggest crowd you've had at Dam Health, playing against it. You know, these things are just, they're just growing and growing. It's tough in Scotland because the player pool is small, but the, the competition now in, 
in the center is tough. There's some big decisions coming for, for those positions. What does it look like in the squad when there's that competition before, you know, Was got, I think, 54 caps on the bounce. It was just, sure, she's in, sure, she's in. Now, all of a sudden, out injured for a little while. Other players have come in. Jade was missing at start at Six Nations. Other players come in. That's exciting for us as spectators, but what does it make up for the, the squad? I think it does bring that kind of friendly fire in training, things like that. And to be honest, I think only only good things come of it because like, it's so good to see there more being more competition and more kind of fight for positions and things like that. And ultimately, like, if you're if you're being competitive for your position, you're gonna get better. And you're gonna push your teammates and, and push the team and drive the standard. So to be honest, as hard as it is like competing for positions against friends, like it is um kinda good for good for all and the and the greater good of the squad and the results. So um yeah, it's good. It's definitely a good thing. And you're a wanted lady because you've done sevens, you've done fifteens. You know, GB, I've got no doubt, are keeping an eye on what you're up to, but you're busy with studies and, and being a 15s player. How how do you make those decisions? How do you decide? Obviously, three Scottish players have gone to GB Simmons and are playing in the circuit, but there's a big competition coming up in the autumn. Six Nations rolls around again very quickly. Are you able to do both? I... I would love to, to be honest. Put you on the spot here. <laughs> um, like, I do absolutely love sevens and fifteens equally. I think fifteens is the right thing for me to do the now while I'm still studying and, and can be based in Scotland and things. Um, but sevens is, de- like, definitely something I'd love to do in the future um, and to give give my all to. And I thought, and I think, like, I, I couldn't give my all to both, if that makes sense. Like, I am... Um, would rather give a hundred to one thing and and then hopefully get a chance to do sevens again in the future. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. So when your boyfriend asked about FOMO, when you're watching the GB sevens and you see Rona and, and Tomo and Shona out and about and, and performing in the sevens, is there a bit of you watching going, I'd, I'd love to be doing that? Yeah, no, there def- definitely is. Especially kind of, coming off the back of that, the brilliant seven season, we had kind of the Commonwealth Games here. Um, I definitely like have FOMO. Um, but similarly, like absolutely love 15s and, and love the opportunities I get with that as well. So it, I guess you can't, you can't have it all. Um, so no, I'm, I'm loving where I'm at at the now. You, you can't have it all, but you've got the option of having it all. And there's, there's <laughs> something different in there for all of us. So 15s is coming. We've got this new, tournament coming up um in the autumn which is causing a bit of a stir i have to admit i'm still not 100 sure i fully understand it but <laughs> it's going to mean that there's more competition you probably get to play countries that maybe historically have not been opposition that's exciting times isn't it yeah it's so so exciting um i think like it's just it's just evidence of how where the, the women's game is going that we can have these um kind of tournaments and to play to to play like lots of different nations is, is is class because you get to experience different types of rugby and and how to deal with those challenges um so yeah so exciting and and it's 
what we set out to do at the start of the Six Nations was qualify for tier two of the WXV and, and we did that. So um yeah, no looking forward to getting a strong preseason and, and heading into there to, to that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so good. Are you good at the analysis bit? Do you enjoy that bit of it? Um I do I do no. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I feel like I just don't pick up on things very well. Like the coaches are so good at it, so I'll just hear what they they have to say and then kind of <laughs> agree with them, basically. Yeah, just let me play. I just want to play. Just throw me the ball and I'll be fine. Yeah, that, that's the analysis. So you mentioned it before, and and I am keen to hear the Barbarians at the moment is the only high profile invitational team that is accessible to women, and I think. Anybody that's been involved in it has loved it, but it's not at the size and magnitude and importance as a Lions or a Lionesses, or I'm not sure what what name would be given to it. Is that a dream you hope happens in your playing career? Yeah, no. As, I, as soon as I could have seen that that was a possibility for women, it's just like, I, I want to do that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm determined to do that one day. Um, I think that would be so, so like, so, so cool. Kind of growing up and like watching the, the men's Lions tours and things and seeing Scots be successful in that it's just kind of fueled that fire that like I would love to do a, a women's version of that to be honest too. Do women players ever actually get asked about this stuff or is it through reps that go and you know because there's been a consultation paper about it and all this but I always wonder who do they actually ask? Uh, I don't actually know that's quite a good question like I don't think any of or any of us as players have been asked about it it's maybe more of something of, like someone above us I'm not sure um but, but if yeah, they asked you you're saying yeah go for it we're all in ah definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it would be an amazing thing I don't know how it would work if it would go alongside I think it maybe it stand alone what country do you go to because the the power in women's rugby is different in mm -hmm. some ways for men but yeah um so we've come from bigger played sevens been a commie games world cup in new zealand six nations surely you've completed it like do you need to do you need to keep going oh 100 percent. i think i'm like so grateful to have got to do those those um like massive kind of massive events but Ultimately, like I just absolutely love it, and, and I don't don't want to stop any any time in the future. To be honest, um, so no, I'm just like want to keep the keep going and see how far far I can go, and then Scotland can go. To be honest, so you are, you know, young international player already. It feels like you're established, but there's still so much to come. If you were to pick out a couple of players that maybe are not quite there yet that are maybe not internationals yet, but you think give them a season, two seasons, they're, we're going to be talking about them. Who would it be? Give us your tips for the future. Um, I think... This is your Alex... chance to either make or break friendships. You realise that? <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're really thrown in it today. <laughs> um, you know, I think from... So obviously I'm training at the um, Edinburgh-based regional training centre now, so train with a lot of the futures. And Alex Stewart, um, she plays at Edinburgh Uni as a back row. She's absolutely brilliant. Like the way she applies herself and just her skill set is is ridiculous, to be honest. 
Um, who else? Obviously, Fran. She is absolutely unreal. Like we've seen that in the Six Nations Electric. Um, so yeah, crazy, so crazy start. Because now everybody's like Rona. Who? Like, <laughs> like we we've got Fran. Like it's fine. Rona, you you can go and play seven, Rona. Because now we've got Fran. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's she's been absolutely brilliant. Um, also, like Holly McIntyre, also Edinburgh Uni player. Um, she's a centre and she's like so good too. Um, plays a bit of sevens and fifteens as well. Um, so really exciting as well. There's there's too many. There's honestly no, that's good. That's, that's a good a start. We like that. It's a good start. Who have you found really difficult to play against? Who's the opponent where you think, oh no? Um, that's a hard one. I think what in the Six Nations or any 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 opponent. I mean, you student faced the hacker. That's. Mm. That I, and I've spoken to Tomo and Was and a few others about it, and they said that they were between being a supporter and a player. They wanted to watch, but then they also had to remember they were going to play against them, so they yeah. were kind of caught in a in two worlds. I mean, that must be challenging playing against the whole team. But are there individuals that you look at and think that I'm I'm going to be busy today? Um, I think that New Zealand game's a good one because. We were kind of like standing there being like fangirls, kind of watching these um, the Black Friends players, but also um, being like, oh, oh, we've got to play these girls now. Um, but I think um, the All Blacks 10, she was incredible. Like, she's just an absolute wizard, to be honest. All of their, all of their backs, like um, Theresa Fitzpatrick and, and Stacey Wacker, were just like ridiculous on the ball. I was like, could not keep up at all. So they were definitely, definitely hard opponents. Um, there's a lot of English girls as well that I don't really want to play again, like, against ever again, to be honest. Um, they made me look a bit silly, to be honest, but it's just so cool. To, uh, you, to... you did all right. You did all right. <laughs> I mean, you worried. You did all right. No, the, it's it's an interesting thing because you're, you're spoken about, when you listen to the pundits, a lot of them name Emma Orr. Um, as a threat for Scotland and someday that, you know, if we can get on ball, we'll, we'll do some damage. Do you get that impression that you're being watched and being marked or are you still just playing? Uh, not really, to be honest. I feel like when I'm playing, I just try to completely, like, block out what everything else, to be honest. So, like, I, I wouldn't say I, f- I felt feel that at the moment, which I think is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Just you keep feeling that and keep playing the way you're playing. Uh, so the last question, and this is something I didn't prime you for, so there okay. might be a, an um and an ah, but for me, happiness is egg-shaped. For you, Emma, or happiness is? Um, <laughs> uh, friends and family. So boring. <laughs> so boring. I thought we were going to get something to do with lamin or ukulele playing, but we went with friends and family. Right? Okay. No, that's fine. That says Can a I lot. Go again? Yeah, yeah. Go again. Emma or for you, happiness is. Mm, I don't actually know. No. Ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> Chocolate. Let's go. Chocolate. With that. Fin- finishing my exams. <laughs> Emma, I've absolutely loved speaking to you. Thank you so much. You're a busy person in between exams and training uh, so I really appreciate you giving me some time thank you very very much and all the best hopefully see you soon no thank you very much for having me class 
Absolutely loved it. The future is very bright. So honest, so humble, but an absolute destroyer. Sevens, fifteens, doesn't matter. She can do it all. And just finished her exam in the in the library to chat to me before disappearing off to training and then probably got some work to do on the farm as well. It's just non-stop, but I'm looking forward to see what she brings in the future. If you enjoyed it, you can get the podcast on Apple, Acast and Spotify. Download it, tell your friends, stream it, uh, share it with your pals, leave a review if you've enjoyed. You can watch on Facebook and YouTube and hopefully we'll see you all again very, very soon. We've got some exciting news coming up that I am keen to share with you. In the meantime, my name is Bruce Aitchison from the Happiness Is podcast and my happiness is egg-shaped and I hope you are all safe and well. See you all again very, very soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.